started. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? All right, all right. We are here. We are going to uh, go ahead and get started. I just want to thank everyone for joining today. Um, so today, Mr. Mindful Minute and I will be talking about salaries and self-worth. So this is a big one. I want to make sure that you go ahead, um, Mr. Mindful Minute, and go ahead and get us connected on Facebook as well. Um, All right. So I already got it set up for us. Okay, great, great, great. So some of the things I want to talk about today are incorporating and understanding what your self-worth is. So a lot of mm -hmm. times we interview for employment and they say, well, tell me a little bit about your current salary. Let's stop right there. One thing I want to let everyone know is your current salary is what your current employer believes you're worth, okay? And your current salary may not be the salary that you deserve to earn based on years of life experience, years of education, and years of work experience. So let's go ahead and start there. We need to understand what our real value is to the workplace before we start negotiating salaries. So the first thing I like to tell my clients is to go ahead and do market research. Now, market research is when you go online and you go to a place like salary.com, for instance, and you go ahead and check the value of what you're worth based on years of experience, years of education, and even down to the city that you're going to work in. So remember, you don't want to put the city you live in if that's not the same city you're going to be working in. So for instance, for me, if my job is based out of Atlanta, I do not want to put the city I live in because the cost of living in my city is less than Atlanta. So we want to make sure we go ahead and incorporate those things together first. And when that trick question comes up, so tell me, what do you currently earn at your employer? The response that's always best to give is, my salary range is within, and you give them a $10,000 bracket to work with, please note, you are going to up the ante. So if you're earning $50,000, you're going to say your salary requirements are within $60,000 to $70,000. Is that within the salary you're looking to hire for? That's your return question with your answer. So always up your ante, know your worth, and do the research. But one thing I wanted to talk to you about today, Vic, is what happens when you're just not feeling like mm, it's something that you can even do? Like, how am I going to hold this conversation? I'm not even confident to say, well, I know, you know, my current job is paying me 50. And I mean, the new job said that I had to have a certification. I don't really have it. But what do I do when you're not feeling like you're really prepared to have that conversation? Tell me what you help your clients do to understand their self-worth and to build the confidence that they need to have. So the very first thing 
And you got to ask yourself why you don't feel like that. Why you feel as though that you shouldn't. And here's one of the easiest ways that you could do it. When you ask this question, don't just write the write on a piece of paper. Don't just say it in, in your mind. Oh, well, why don't I think that my worth is high? Look yourself in the eye in the mirror. Go look at yourself and go and tell yourself, I don't think that you're worthy. And that's going to shift how you how actually you start viewing things because you're now start saying, wow, why am I talking down to myself like that? Why don't I believe in myself the way that I need to? Because if you can look in your eye and say to yourself that you don't think that you're worthy, I guess what? You won't say that to somebody else. You won't say that to your kids. You won't say that to your parents. You won't say that to your friends. So why do you actually say that to yourself mentally? See, the reason that I'm saying do this verbally, because if you could do this verbally, it's going to shift how you change or how you look at yourself. And now you're going to say, oh, wow. It's crazy that I actually started viewing myself like this and I started negatively talking to myself in a way that is actually projecting something that I don't want. I don't want people to think that I'm not worthy. So why am I approaching life and approaching situations as if I'm not? But because that's how you talk into yourself. So if you could look in the mirror and say, no, I don't, I don't want to tell myself that I'm not worthy. That's one of the very first steps and actually overcoming that because now you are now visual. You connecting the mental to a visual and saying, well, if I wouldn't say that to myself verbally, I ain't going to look at myself in the eye and say that. Well, guess what you do want to do? You want to look yourself in the eye and say, I am worthy. So Absolutely. That's one of my tips. Absolutely. Another thing I wanted to um, do, actually, let me, let me stop for a second. I have a great scenario it actually happened last week where I interviewed with someone for a very large corporation and we were probably 45 minutes into the interview, which is a very long time of the back and forth of question and answer. And what I actually was asked next was the simplest question where she said, tell me a little bit about your salary history. Now, again, that was another way for her to try and trap me and ask me to give her a rundown based on all of my years of employment, what I earned at every job. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, do not give your salary information to the person that you are interviewing with. Do not. It is not a requirement for employment. And in fact, when they verify your employment, when they contact your current employer, your current employer is not allowed to give your salary. They can only give your legal name, your dates of employment, meaning the date you started, the date you ended, and your title. They can't even say whether you came to work on time, whether you did your job, or whether you did anything outside of the scope of your job. They can't even say if they will rehire you. It's illegal. So, and yes, no, Della, it is correct. That is illegal. We cannot ask those questions nowadays and be very mindful of people that do ask those questions. I actually did a podcast recently about illegal questions and how it makes people feel. Sometimes we're not aware. Like when they say to you, well, do you have a family? Whoa, pump your brakes. 
That is definitely not a good question to ask. It's not legal. You should never ask questions that are not related to your actual work. So, for instance, if you get asked, and Nodella just said it, they can't even ask your age. The only time they can ask your age, Nodella, is if you're working as a bartender and they need to verify your over legal age to actually serve and consume alcoholic beverages. That is the only job, as well as a gambling casino. Like a casino does not, they're not allowed to hire those that are underage. So those are the only times that you can actually ask those questions and get away with asking those questions. But whenever someone comes to you about your salary, don't forget the rule of thumb. Do the market research and up the ante. Because remember, you're, you're probably not earning your worth at this point if you've been at a, at a job that you just took to pay the bills. Now, a job and a career, two different things. So the, the funny thing is when you look at a job, the first thing you think about is, I need this to pay my bills. I got to pay my bills, got to pay my bills. I need money coming in constantly to pay my bills. A career is what you actually specialize in that you know and that you love. Like Nodella says, she works in HR. Wonderful. I, I also work in HR and recruiting, and that is part of why I do career coaching, because I want to make sure the masses are educated on what actually is being determined when you go to an interview and when they ask these questions. Because a lot of times we feel like they're just trying to trick us not to give us a job, when in fact, they're not trying to trick you into not giving you a job. They're just trying to save a little money for the organization. And they want to get the person that is best qualified for the least amount of money. Now, of course, we know you get what you pay for. And I went on my interview last week. And when the recruiter said to me, can I give her my salary history? I said, well, I'd like to go ahead and reiterate that this is a senior role that I'm interviewing for. And with the years of experience I have, as well as the level of education and life experience, my salary requirements are, and I gave her that $10,000 bracket that I was between. And I said, is this within the parameters that you're hiring for this role? And she said, yes, it is. That's wonderful. And we continue with the interview. I'm going to just fast track and take you to the end because funny enough, she came back three days later and explained they decided to go with someone else that was looking for money on the lower end of the spectrum. Now, was I disappointed? That much. Because honestly, I asked for what I deserve. I should never have to backpedal and say, well, wait, 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 wait. I can actually take that too. Never. Know your worth and do not back up on the, the worth that you've created for yourself. So here's the thing. Don't backpedal. Don't apologize. And don't accept what you know you don't want. It's a great organization. They have great benefits. Everything was wonderful. But the salary was definitely not what I was willing to accept for the senior role that they were trying to put me into. So as a director, the first thing I don't want to do is move into a VP role and switch organizations and you're only offering me $10,000 to be a VP on call 24-7. No good. That is not good. And that's right. Stand your ground.
It is, it is best said to say it that way. So when that happens, Vic, please tell me what other things we can tap into to really pull out the best us during the interview. Oh, absolutely. So, and I actually, I want to touch on a couple of things that you actually mentioned, you know, when mm -hmm. you started saying how you didn't feel as though that you felt bad because you was like, oh, well, I can go back to this or I can go back to. Well, the thing is, we want to make sure that we are setting the tone and we are setting the standard. And it's not the tone or the standard that you are setting for them. It is the tone and the standard that you are setting for yourself. Because right. if you can lower yourself here, then guess what? You are also saying that you, you probably will, are willing to lower yourself in other areas of your life. And see, right. what, what, what I want you to understand is you have to execute and come into a certain minimum. This is your minimum. And once you say, no, this is my minimum, and I'm not actually backtracking with that. You know that that's something that you do in every area of your life now. So you don't feel bad. It's, it's a lot easier for you to say, I'm not going to do something over here because you're not willing to lower your standards over here. See, when we, we start thinking that, oh, well, I did it in one area. So, oh, no, that's just this one thing. But your body remembers, your mind remembers. So if your body and your mind is remembering, oh, we're willing to lower our standards for that over there. Well, for this, 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 this job. Okay, well, guess what? You're actually creating an opportunity for you to not have something of what you do desire. See, we have to remember, we want to make sure we're putting ourselves in a position to desire and get what it is that we want. And the only way that we can do that is meet our own expectation, and then now we can follow through with that. It won't be easy for you to actually say, no, this is, this is where I stand on it, and I'm not going to take anything less. This is where I do this. Yes, I'm doing this with this job and this money, but guess what? I'm also doing this in my personal life as well. See, we got to remember everything that we do in our professional life bridges right over into our personal life right. see you're not going to find somebody that's you know real dogmatic when they when they go to work but when they when they not at work they not real hard and they not real tight i promise you if your boss is real bossy then guess what when they go home they probably the same way yes yes so so when we we look at it from that standpoint and say, well, no, this is how I this is the worth that I have for myself in this company. Guess what? Now, in your personal life, you can now actually say, no, this is my worth in my, per my personal life. Right, right. I believe fully in me. So now it's easy for me to believe in what I'm what I'm asking for in this business, because I know I, I come to a certain I meet a certain minimum. Right. And so because I meet that minimum within myself, I can meet that minimum with other things. I ex actually I exceed my own minimum. So this is why I'm this is what I'm going to do in the business. See, this is what you can actually use and tell people when you go in these interviews. Right. Even when you are in a relationship with somebody, whether it's sexual or non-sexual, you're saying, hey, I have these expectations. This is how I show up. This is how I live. This is what I do. 
guess what? I'm going to do the same thing over here. So right. if I do this for myself, this is what you can expect for me to do. I show up a certain way. I believe in myself. I promise you, a job is automatically going to say, well, wow, if you think that highly of yourself, I can only imagine what you're going to do when you come into this position. So right. when we actually start saying, I'm going to believe in myself, I'm going to believe in my abilities, I'm going to believe in what I do, it's going to be easy for you to kind of gravitate into everything else in your life. So I always say, if you can have this disposition within self, then now you can ha do it everything everywhere else. It's not, it's not hard. It is not difficult for you to have a high standard within yourself and then carry that over to have a high standard in what you require in a business, in a relationship, in, in any dynamic. It doesn't matter because this is how you show up for you. This is how you believe in you. And this is how you feel about yourself. So you asked me uh, one of the tips, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the tips... Uh, is, you know, you're go we're going to always go back to our affirmations. Why, why do we go back to our affirmations? Because the affirmation is there to remind you. It is your accountability partner. That is what you're going to go back to. Because when you go back to that, because guess what? We're not always feeling it. We're not always in a great, great mood. We're not always feeling upbeat. We're not always, we don't always feel that. But once we start saying the affirmations and reminding ourselves of who we actually are, not how we feel, that's something totally different. So now your affirmations is reminding you who you are so you can now say, oh, yeah, you know what? That is who I am. I may not be feeling it, but I am going to execute and be the person that I, say, that I am saying that I am. That's the next thing that we want to do. Make sure that we're using our affirmations. We got to remember that we're doing that. And the affirmations can't just be, oh, just fictitious stuff. It got to be affirmations that come to us, flow through us. And we have to actually have the system in place on how we going to say these affirmations. And so you already know, that's what I do with my coaching. That's how I do with my clients. I'm going to teach you how to do it. And we're going and. Here's the kicker. This is the, this is the kicker. The affirmations that you use for one category of your life is only for that category. You need affirmations for every single category of your life. Other, other coaches ain't showing you that. That's what right. I'm actually going to show you. Right. That is awesome. That is, that is really awesome. And you, you made mention of affirmations, so you know I'm going to go ahead and ask you to share some really good ones that you can think of that would help our audience with interviewing and also just really understanding their value, even just in life, not just mm -hmm. in your career or the job per se, but just in life. So could you share some with us? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so one, whatever it is, that you're feeling that's unfavorable, I want you to say the opposite of that. So if you feel as though that your self-esteem is a high, I want you to say that. If you feel as though that you're not worthy, I want you to say that. So you want to say things that's opposite of what you are because you saying the opposite of what you are, you are now telling yourself what you want to become. That's first, right? And then some of the other affirmations are going to be things, because remember, 
you can't control circumstances. You can't control what happens, but what you can control is you. So you want to remember to say affirmations that are going to keep you in full power and full control of who? Of yourself. So if you say affirmations such as, I am more than my failings. See, these are some of the longer affirmations. See, these affirmations, are, we, you, you already know I do shorter affirmations and then I do longer. And there's a reason I have a system for that. But so you want to say affirmations of, I am more than my failings. I am more than whatever you want to put in there. I am more than this job. It's more to me than X, Y, and Z. You want to say things like that because you are reminding yourself of all of your qualities. So whenever you're saying these, these affirmations that are reminding you of your qualities, even when things are unfavorable and you notice, I didn't say they're bad. I didn't say right. that they're negative. Because remember, I always say, when we put that certain uh, title on it, we don't have no ability to use it anymore. So when it's right. unfavorable, then now we have to actually say, all right, this is what I'm reminding myself of because I can't control how other people view me. I can't control how other people feel. So guess what? Somebody else might feel as though that you don't speak well. They may feel as though that you're timid. Well, guess what? You don't have no control over that. But right. you can remind yourself that I am confident. Mm -hmm. I am respected. I am loved. People do love me. People love my gift. Right. So when we start doing and saying affirmations such as that, that will actually help us in our, again, our professional life, but also in our personal life as well. Awesome. And Deb, the counselor even added saying, love yourself first, then others will follow. And I am a firm believer of that one. Like you said, when you speak it and it starts to amplify through you and from you, everyone else around you sees that. That's almost like when people say, command the respect you deserve. Maybe not necessarily using the word command because that's kind of forceful, but it is commanding the respect you deserve, which is the same thing you do with your salary. You are going to command the salary that you are worth. No matter what they are saying, guess what? Right here in my head, yes. Like I said, I really like that company, but not enough to work for them for that amount that they were offering. No, thank you. I can stay right where I am because guess what? If you're gainfully employed, don't run from your employer because you're upset or because change is coming. Maybe it's a merger, maybe it's an acquisition. Don't run, be patient and understand based on the salary that you're looking to earn, it may be a longer journey before you find it. So exercise patience. And during that time, you're going to have to know how to exercise that patience. So I'm back to you, Mr. Mindful Minute, because you are going to tell me how to be patient because I tell you when she said the salary and she told me that a few days later, boy, oh boy, I actually found out who she hired. And he's a connection of mine on LinkedIn. And he said, did you interview for that job too? Now he and I battle back and forth for the past six years on different jobs here in Atlanta. And let me tell you, they hired him. And he said, 
some of the things they want me to do, I don't even know how to do. And I said, well, you'll learn. He says, I hope that they're willing to teach. And I thought to myself, I'm not really sure they're going to teach someone on a director level the things that they need you to do. But good luck. And there was another career opportunity where I was hired after they onboarded him for less money and he ended up leaving and they brought me in. But I actually went back in as a contractor and charged them way more and let them know I'm only available for six months. After that, I'm going to be moving on to another project. And Nodella just said she did that last year. They tried to rob her. She prayed and they gave her what she said she wanted. That's what I'm talking about, Nodella. Let me tell you something. Know your worth. Absolutely. Know your worth and do not let them take advantage of you. She also said, I always ask about training, even if I have the skills and knowledge. And that's true because in a lot of careers, they're expecting people to have skill sets that you wouldn't get unless you work somewhere else and learned it already. So for instance, let's just say if you work in construction, the expectation is that you know everything. The machinery that you operate can vary based on the brand that you use. So Vic, I'm sure you know this. As, as you drive a truck, the international does not operate the same as a Mercedes truck. They just don't. Whereas someone can say to you, well, if you have a CDL license, guess what? If you have a commercial driver's license and it's an A, you know everything. Absolutely. But do you know every single truck they can put you in? Absolutely not. So right. you know what you're going to do. You're going to learn it as you go. When they say, oh, well, you've got to know how to do this. You've got to know how to do that. And can you take this test to prove that you know how to type 90 words a minute? I sure can. Well, can you prove to me that you know how to work these 16 different applications so you can go ahead and recruit people? Whoa, 16. I've been in HR a very long time. 16 different applications? That is extreme. But I was asked if I could work 16. I probably knew 12 of them, and I got to tell you something. The others didn't even matter. If they really wanted me for my skill set, they would have hired me. And that's what I have to stick with. I have to stick with that firm. Stay firm and always ask for that additional training. It's okay to ask. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you had asked me about um, how to be patient, right? Yes. So it's, it's actually funny that you're talking about patience um, because I made a quote and uh, a reel earlier. And what I said was, don't rush. Because sometimes you not rushing, you're allowing time for other things to line up with you. So we have to really change our perspective on things and start saying, all right, what do I need to learn or how am I growing or what's what's happening for me that I don't see? And, and it's, it's funny why I actually made that uh, quote. I actually made this quote this morning. Um, and the reason that I did that is because I started to run a red light, right? And I'm in my car driving to my job. I started to run a red light. And I was like, you know what? I ain't going to run this red light. I'm going to just wait. And I waited. Didn't take long. And as soon as I turned, when my light was green, how about the next seven lights was green? See? 
So what I'm saying is, had I ran that light, I would have ran into a bunch of red lights anyway. Right. Because I was rushing. But because I was willing to say, don't rush, slow down, it put it, it lined everything else up for me to even go further, to go faster. Right. Now I don't have to slow down. Right. So we have to remember the reason that we need to be patient sometimes is because we need to allow time to line things or people up with right. us so we don't have to slow down in life. So we have to say, okay, what is it that I need to slow down about? Why do I need to slow down? Because maybe everything that I've done for so long, I was so rush, rush, rush with mm -hmm. everything, and yet I got a measure of success. And things, actually, I got a measure of execution. But maybe you didn't get the execution that you would have gotten. Maybe you didn't get the success that you would have gotten had you slowed down because maybe time needed other people to align things up with you. So think about it. Even with the celestial beings and planets and things like that, at some time, they all line up and they be in alignment with each other. So we have to remember it's our perspective. Why do I need to rush? Why do I need to? And a lot of times the reason that we don't have patience is because we feel as though that we're behind. The reason that we need to rush is because, oh, man, I'm running a little late. Well, guess what you need to do? Maybe you need to do some planning and preparing. Don't think about just right now, but think about later. So I made a quote that said, don't wait for an emergency to plan for an emergency. Right. I say the same thing with people with health and fitness because I was a personal trainer and I'm also a certified nutritionist. Don't wait till it's time to care about your health to start caring about your health. Right. So it's the same thing. When we look at it from that standpoint, it actually puts us in a different mindset to say, all right, let me do a little planning and preparing because I'm not right. going to have to rush later. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, the reason that I need to be patient because there's something that's actually being aligned up with me. It ain't here yet, though. See, right. my perspective has changed. Oh, man, I, I, I want to be right here. Well, guess what? I need to be a little more patient because as I'm going up, something else is coming down to me. Right. And now we're lined up and I'm going to get exactly what I'm looking for and exactly what I needed. And so uh, Nutella uh, spoke about this earlier, saying that she, she waited, right? And so it's the same thing with you in the position that you said you didn't want to take. It's the same thing. You saying you're not uh, going to step down for something of what somebody wasn't willing to come up to you, guess what? Something is now lining up with you, and it's just the right moment is going to come, and there it is. Right, right. It just has to be in alignment, and I have to exercise patience, especially knowing my worth and understanding what I'm willing to accept by way of salary and what I'm not willing to accept. So there are negotiables when it comes to them not offering you the salary that you want. So one thing I'd like to ask everybody to do, drop in the comments some of the things that you believe you can negotiate if the salary just isn't there. So let's just say they offered you $90,000 a year and you were looking to earn a hundred. What other things do you think that you can negotiate in order to make up for the money itself? 
okay? So what things can, can you use instead of that money that's going to take the place of it that you don't have to spend your income on that may say, it's good, I can go ahead and take that job. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring it to you first, Vic, because I want to know what you think one of those things might be that you can actually negotiate if there's no money on the table. Um, so if there's no money on the table, obviously there are plenty of things that is going to save you money on the back end, right? So you could say things as if, uh, say, say you got to park at your job, right? And you need a parking permit. Well, hey, hey, I don't want to pay for parking, right? Let me park for free. Let me get a voucher for something else on the other end. So now what don't I have to pay for? Because that's going to save me some money on the back end. Right. Right. Everything is not about, oh, well, just give you the extra money. And the reason that I say this, right, because I was in the airline industry for 15 years. And when they did negotiations for our uh, salaries and things like that, well, they would be like, oh, well, we're going to give you more money. But guess what? You lose your scope. Well, well, what what good is more money if I don't have a scope to say that I'm going to be able to hold this job? Right. Yeah, you you might have gave me more money, but you gave me less hours. Right. So what is what's what does the more money mean? It doesn't mean anything. So that's why we got to start looking at what. Okay, I'm not getting this, but what am I gonna get? It right. has to still again. It got to line up. And so a couple of people actually already started dropping some things yes. in the conversation. I'll let you go in and uh, touch on that, right? Yes. So, Deb, the counselor said paid extra vacation and transportation. So one thing I like to say, when I worked up in New York, we had um, paid Metro cards. Like, they gave us transportation cards, or they actually allowed it to come out of our check tax-free. So with one company, it was tax-free. With the other company, this was a given. Here is your Metro card for the month. We want to make sure you can afford to come to work. So guess what? Free transportation means, hey, I'm going to work every day that I'm scheduled to work. That's a wonderful thing. Paid vacation, paid extra vacation. So whether it is considered vacation or PTO, it is negotiable. It is definitely negotiable. When you go back and you explain to them that you want to have a work-life balance and what you'd love to know is whether it's negotiable for you to add extra paid time off to your offer, a lot of companies are willing to do it instead of giving you the money. Now, here's the difference. If you're asking for $10,000 more, the PTO is not going to cover $10,000 worth. So be mindful of that. But what you do want to make sure you do is the dollar amount that they fall short, you want to calculate it so that you know exactly what benefits to negotiate. So it may be medical dental vision. It could be extra percentage points on a 401k option when they match it. It could mean any of those things. And any organization that says they can't change the match, not true, not true. Because I also do benefits. So I'm like your all-in-one HR director that is responsible for every scope of human resources. And I've got to tell you, we can make changes to anything. So your health savings account, the company can contribute to it. Your flex spending account, they can contribute to it. Your PTO, they can add more to it. So when there's no money, guess what? We've got all this other stuff all of this other stuff. 
Or what I did with my most recent employer is I asked for additional funds to actually pay and offset the cost of my benefits. So they didn't want to offer the additional $10,000, but they ended up paying a total of 7,500 when you calculate paying for my entire family's medical coverage. Easy, very easy. So those were some good ones, Deb. Uh, does anyone else have any other things you think you can negotiate when there's no money on the table? And if not, that's okay. But I'm going to come back to that in a moment anyway. Guys, I want to go ahead and talk about the fact that we've touched on salary. We've talked about self-worth. We've talked about patience. We've talked about a little bit on your confidence level. I just want to say to you that no matter what you're being told or what you even think of yourself, you've got to have the right mindset before you walk in to the interview. Mindset is everything when it comes to your employment and even your life, because as Mr. Mindful Minute stated, guess what? How you behave in the workplace and the way you command a level of respect and the way you carry yourself, that trickles to your outside life. It trickles to your home life as well. We don't like to admit it, but I got to tell you, as an HR director, I do come home and still kind of crack the whip and blow the whistle like the coach I am and say, hey, what happened here? What? Hey, who's on dishes? You know? <laughs> so it does trickle down. And sometimes it's for the good, but other times it's for the bad. So I would love to know how, Mr. Mindful Minute, I can create separation between the two as well. All right. So is a few things that you can do as far as digression because um, – that's really the only way. You have to digress from, now watch this. This is what we do. This is symbolic. My head is symbolic, right? Now watch this. So when you're at your job, you got a hat on. Mm -hmm. When you get home, you got a different hat on. And you have multiple hats under that hat. Why? Because you're a spouse. You're a parent, right? <laughs> you're a... <laughs> You, 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 somebody's child. Guess what? You got multiple hats that you're putting on. So right. you got to digress from when you're taking one hat off. Okay, I'm taking the work hat off. I'm taking the, all right, let me take that hat off. And now let me put the other hat on because this is the hat that I need that, that my family over here needs me to be. So right. one of the things that you can do is take a, I'm going to say about five minutes, right? If you take five minutes to digress, and how do you digress? And you already know where I'm, where I'm going with this. Digress your mind. And the way that you digress your mind, here's the, I'm going to tell you exactly what I do. I listen to 432 hertz music, right? And you know I'm big on that, right? You could go to four. You can, you can look this up on YouTube, 432 hertz music. And what it is is it's a frequency. Why do I talk about frequency? Because frequency is how our body actually remembers. So when we change the frequency of our mind, we actually lower the frequency, not lowering it as in bad, but we change in the frequency of our mind and what we're thinking about so we can get out of wearing one hat and put the other hat on and say, oh, no, I don't need to be this while I'm home. I need to be in a different role when I'm home. Because maybe when you're at work, 
maybe you you can't be lenient, right? right. Maybe you got to be more direct and more assertive when you're at work. But that don't work when you're home. That ain't going to necessarily work with your spouse unless that's just how y'all get down. That ain't necessarily going to work with your kids. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work with your kids. And how about if you got multiple kids? You're not going to treat. You're going to love them the same, but differently. Right. So when you start actually relaxing your mind, it puts you in a position to say, okay, this is the role that I need to step into, or this is the different hats that I need to put on. And so, you know, uh, you know, I know, like, Marcy, like, it's, you got to make sure, look, okay, how am I talking to Boo right here? Am I, <laughs> am I talking like this? You know what I'm saying? But, right. But it's not that you, and I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not talking about being a different person. I'm just saying knowing how you are showing up in the different roles or different categories and this is why I said earlier, you need affirmations for every category of your life. Because maybe the one category of your life is doing good, but there's another category of your life that's not doing so good. Well, you right. need affirmations that's going to help you in that category, but not this one. So maybe, say, in your relationship with your mate, Maybe y'all communication is bomb, but maybe the relationship with your parents or with your kids, you don't communicate that well with your parents or your, or your kids. So guess what? You need affirmations for when you're communicating with your kids or your parents. See how it's different. So we got to remember that is a very, very, very important thing that we have to remember is we have to categorize our affirmations so we can now start gravitating and knowing what category and how we're showing up in each area of our life. Awesome, awesome. I, I definitely think that we've had a wonderful session this evening. I do want to make sure I acknowledge everyone that did decide to join us today. And to remind everyone, we will be going live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Career Advantage AU, thank you so much for joining. I do know that there is a major time difference, and I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you, and um, I want to thank Arthur Dennis. I want to thank Mike Hayden, Dr. Chalet, Deb the Counselor, One Coach Love, Searching For. I want to thank you too, Carlisle. Haven't seen you since high school, but thank you for joining. Nodella, thank you so much for your engagement. I appreciate you. Everyone, we are going to be doing this every single week because guess what? When you are on the market for a new career, it is very important to understand your self-worth, to know how to tap into your mindset, to make sure you have the correct confidence level, to make sure that you articulate properly, to make sure that you feel good from inside out and that you shine when you are ready to click apply, when you are in your interview, when you're answering those tough questions, knowing how to answer the questions and understanding legal from illegal and how to convey that to the interviewer all the way through to your first day at work. We are here with you, and we are your coaches for that. 
I am Career Coach Marcy. I can be found on Instagram and on TikTok as Career Coach Marcy. On Facebook, I am found at Coach Marcy. I do want to also let you guys know I offer free resume review to everyone, okay? You can visit me on any of my platforms or you can email me at coachmarcy.net, coachmarcy at coachmarcy.net. That is M-A-R-C-Y. For those that are looking to learn a little bit more about how I do their resume reviews and to discuss their reviews, you can also schedule a free clarity session. Those can be booked through Instagram. Those can be booked through Facebook as well. And I also want to thank Mr. Mindful Minute. Mr. Mindful Minute, can you give us a breakdown of what you do and also where you can be found online? So I focus on mindset, affirmations, and self-worth. If you want to find me, you can easily just DM me on any platform. It's the same for me on all platforms. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Mr. Mindful Minute, MR Mindful Minute, all one word. If you click the link in my bio, you get to a free 15-minute affirmation session where we're going to go over some affirmations and it's going to help you to be more effective in your life, right? But then you could also look at my podcast or listen to my podcast, the Mr. Mindful Minute podcast that focuses all on personal development. I do one-on-one coaching and then I also do group coaching for personal development. And I'm working on a couple of books. So it's got I got my quote book coming out. I got my uh, Keep Your Power that's coming out very, very soon. So just remember everything that I do is to not only motivate you, not only to encourage you, but also to empower you all at the same time. So that is what I do. That is how you can find me. And that is what I uh, really want you to remember that you got to go be great. That's, you know, that's my motto. You got to go. Yes, yes, yes. Go be great. That is his slogan, everyone. Again, I'm career coach Marcy. And as mentioned, I offer one-on-one and group coaching. It is career coaching. So I help you with everything from resumes, cover letters, mock interviews, as well as interview time where you have questions and answers regarding interviews that you may have gone to in the past. I also help you with salary negotiations, social media cleanup, as well as your LinkedIn profile. So be sure to connect with me on Facebook. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can connect with me on TikTok. And you can connect with me on Instagram. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. And we will see you again next week. Thank you so much for joining with me tonight, Vic. All right. Have a good one. Have a good one, everybody.